everybody to another episode of oh a sopranos podcast as always i'm joe spellman and this is Fatsha the gats uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and this is <laughs> uh pizza michi i'm pizza michi Hey, hey, that's a pizza michi. Um, I think maybe the listeners don't know who who you guys are anymore, you know, because you're that's just true. doing different names. Guys, uh, I'm Professor Paul. This, this is Dave, and that's Professor Polly. Guys, <laughs> come on. Fucking thank uh, you. Uh, we have the smartest thanks. listeners of all the Sopranos podcasts. You don't have to explain. They, you know, their you're right. comedy you're right. acumen you're right. is high. <laughs> you're right. You don't you're need right. to explain these, these genius bits on our part. I mean, I, even I, when the bits I, are not right, funny, right. their comedy acumen is high. Like, yeah. I, I was really, I was really just fucking um, deflating the beach ball there. My fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. We're talking about uh, episode season four, <laughs> episode six. Everybody hurts. Ooh, spells came prepared. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I did. I just no, I guessed. Um, and uh, our uh, illustrious guest today is uh, Pizza Michi, Pizza uh, one of our uh, favorite listeners who we found um, based off of his uh, Instagram account. Uh, Instagram account, Pizza Michi. Where he oh shows pizza, and we've tried his pizza. His pizza is good. His name Fantastic. is James Montalban. James Montalban. You were so close. You were so close. You're so close. You had the whole one, thing. One syllable. Fuck. It's like the oh. Americanized. You took the vowel off of the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Uh, sorry, oh, I, I told you I'd fuck it up. Oh, it's all good. You got nine tenths of the way there, so that's that's pretty good. <laughs> that's right. Uh, well, welcome, James. Thank you for coming. Thank you. We Thank love you for having your me. Pizza. I'm a big fan. Absolutely. I, I love you guys. This is uh, this is such a great thing for me. This is uh, wonderful. <laughs> Again, I wish we could have done this in person with pizza, but next time we'll work yes. that out. You know, that's, we're that's gonna, that's everything. We're gonna we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna come eat pizza and not have to do this. We're gonna <laughs> oh, come oh, and hang. I mean, we can talk pizza. about Sopranos. We want to do this pod, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I like uh, a a year plus of doing this podcast over Zoom is like I, I've had I've fucking had it. We're about done with it. <laughs> yeah. This is our I've this is our, our 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 long play is to just get some more pizza because that was so fucking good, man. <laughs> it was so good. I gotta say, like really I haven't was. I haven't been able to. I know I relayed the message through spells. But I really, really enjoyed your pizza that you uh, that you graciously provided for us, and two yes. different styles. We got we got Sicilian yes. uh, uh, style, yeah. and we got uh, a yeah, New, New York slice. Some, yeah, New York Classic slice. New York slice. Fantastic, man. Yeah, I do a, a third pie also Neapolitan, but that's uh, oh. kind of a rarer one these. Oh really? So st- I stick mostly to the Sicilian and New York style, you know. All right, I got you my, my Furio tribute, the Nate Napolitan. Yeah, you, know. you didn't make us the. <laughs> You didn't make us the rare one, but okay. Uh, yeah, that's okay. I mean, Nobbly, look, I've been for a year. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, good it's, stuff. Uh, it's a great, to, great to be here. It's a, uh, yeah, it's man. a fun, uh, fun time. 
we figured since it's an arty centric episode we'll have the the closest person we know to being a real chef <laughs> we don't know anyone <laughs> who actually is a professional chef so you are the closest thing i mean your pizza could like i would pay to eat your pizza oh for sure so we figured we would have we would have you on uh, for Mr. Artie Bucco's uh, one of his big episodes. Did did you? I would love that. When when did you start? Like, how did you start making pizza? We should say before we get into the episode. Weird. It's just something I fell into, just to make it yeah. a thumb, thumbnail sketch uh, version. But yeah, I do sports graphics for a living. That's my job. I do. I work on the Super Bowl and the Olympics and the Kentucky Derby. And my company does a lot of really cool stuff, and I oh, love wow. doing that stuff. But on the side, I kind of started doing this uh, pizza thing because of a Blue Apron gift certificate my friend gave me he signed me up for a blue apron thing mm-hmm. once and one of the meals was a pizza and it kind of just started things going accepted me in my brain and before i know it you know six years later here i am but you know i mean nowhere i don't have a pizzeria or anything like that i'm just a guy in a house you know but it's uh but i i like making the pizza i have my friends come over we have a little party which i call pizza michi that's the name pizza friends you know um, and by the way, I just want to say, I love that you guys have pronounced it right from the very start, because oh, I've yeah. heard some people say pizzamisi, pizzamisi. Oh, come on. I don't like that at all. It's, uh, you, guys, you guys get the italian this, and I like come that. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> no, there was, a, there was a place in Little Italy that I used to go to called Amici's 2. So, oh, yeah. Amici's. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, but, uh, but yeah, man, fa- fantastic pies. And also, like... You just happen to have the most natural plug uh, for Blue Apron on the one podcast that does not have Blue Apron as a. <laughs> they are now one of our sponsors. Uh, but they could be in the future. You never know. So you know we'll we'll keep this tucked away. How about that? What happened to the Dave's, uh, Dave's Hot Chicken? Those uh, mysteriously disappeared. Uh, well, we got real sponsors ago. now. That yeah, we I, know, I realized that's what it was. <laughs> you can't have fake sponsors we, and real sponsors competing. We yeah. totally sold out. Even more than I mean, also. There's like 1,500 Dave's Hot Chickens open now. I'm like, yeah, they don't need our plugs anymore. Yeah. They're like opening up on <laughs> yeah. Venus. They never so, needed our plugs. Come on. <laughs> no, they really didn't. Yeah, got all, you know, you'll be good. That's right. Exactly. That's exactly. right. Uh, well, good stuff. Blue Apron was not expecting that. <laughs> That's great. Um, should, we, should we get into this app, guys? Let's get into Let's it. Let's do it. All right. So I'll do the little, little rundown here. This is Everybody Hurts, Season 4, Episode 6, written by Michael Imperioli. Uh, fresh off of Christopher just a few episodes ago, right? Yeah. Um, so we got two episodes this season. Directed by Steve Buscemi, uh, director mm-hmm. of notorious director of Pine Barrens. This is yep. not the preferred episode of, of the ones that he directed. Um, I think he yeah. also did um, Mr. and Mrs. John Sacramony Request. Uh, did he? I, th- I, thought, I think so. Yeah. I might be. I might be wrong. Um, but uh and originally aired october 20th 2002 oh time what a time um so this episode of case you don't remember it this is the one where tony learns of uh gloria trillo's fate it wasn't very cinematic um Mm -hmm. Artie starts an almanac business venture with jean philippe and uh aj dates (laughs) uh devin pillsbury so uh, let's dive right in. Um, let's. Uh, it opens with Chris shooting up, of course. Um, it, opens, it opens with a shot of pizza. A slice of pizza, yes. Oh, I does it? I chose oh, that for right. me or something. I thought that was- Cosette really cool. is yeah. licking uh, like a, you know, That's the opening shot? 
I don't pay. I, like, I need to like snap my attention to focus right when. Yeah, I'm the dog is eating the pizza that's like just like laying on Aid's leg. Yeah, it looks like it's been sitting there for days. <laughs> yeah, yeah I assume pizza. she. Yeah. I I assume she is high as well as Chris. Uh, yes. Yeah, I think they're you both understood. in like the worst spot because she's like stressing yeah. from uh, talking to the feds. Uh, right. He's dealing with an increasingly, uh, I don't know, terrible addiction. Um, mm-hmm. But so straight from there, he gets a call from Tony to meet him. He goes to meet up with Tony. Uh, and this is that scene, the infamous scene where Tony sort of like reveals his plan for Christopher to him after having like, you know, sicked Christopher on the guy who supposedly murdered his own dad to bind him closer to Tony. Uh, he he tells Christopher like you could you're gonna lead this family into the 21st century. Chris notes that we, he, they're already into the 21st century at this point. But my question is like Tony's usually so perceptive, uh, mm-hmm. and Chris is like high out of his mind here. Do you think Tony has uh, his blinders on? Has like a blind spot for Chris? He knows. He knows. You think? Yeah. Do you he think knows. he knows that he's that he's he's high he has in that, that scene? Smart- yeah, he has that little smirk. Like he knows that he wasn't just like ha- like drinking wine with Aid at dinner. Yeah. Like, well, you, th- I think he he might presume that he like smoked a little weed or something because that's what Chris is maybe saying here and there. I think but... Chrissy thinks he's getting away with it, but mm-hmm. he's not at all. It, re- it reminds me of like when I'm when I'm sleeping and somebody calls me and I and I try to pretend that I've I've been awake the whole time, but I, <laughs> I, I snap at it. I, I I in my brain I'm pulling it off perfectly, but the person that's calling me is like, uh, "Did I wake you? I'm sorry." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. slurring yeah. your words, bro. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. I. I mean. I don't know. I, I like it seems so uh, unlike Tony to to like be in this moment where Chris is clearly high and be sort of passing the torch to him here. But, uh, you know, I think I think Tony is as he outlined for Melfi in earlier episodes, sort of um, like he has his plan for Chris to be the only person he communicates like orders through, which insulates him against like the feds and all these legal legal matters. So. I think he has like a little yeah. blind spot. Spo- spoiler alert: it it turns out great. <laughs> I, hey, I it was the right decision. A little, Can you say I spells? agree with you a little bit of that. That like he has a little bit like a blind spot, because um, you know a lot of a lot of times. I mean, he says Chris is his blood, but he really isn't, right? Yeah, is uh, he on Carm's side? Very convoluted. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just like, it's, I just, I know it's like a saying really. Like it's, it's like he's family, he's family. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But blood really doesn't. And he, and they really emphasize it here. Yeah. And like, he's giving him a really important job. And I'm like, he's like, but you know, you're my blood. And I'm like, right. eh, well, right. well, technically. Well, not- maybe Carm, maybe Carm put some of her blood in the steak pizzaiole. Uh, you know, when, when he was courting her and, uh, you know, it was like, uh, probably, probably that's probably, yeah. I she mean, just like Tony opened the vein over the steak pits aisle and, the, yeah. and yeah. Instead yeah. of taking like a cigarette from Chris that, uh, he takes, he could take a needle and shoot up his blood and then they'd probably, <laughs> there, you go, there you go. That's true. Is it, is it possible that Tony's trying to make Chris feel guilty by saying the bloodline? Like, because again, Tony might know about Chris being high and he's right. trying to like, just look, I got to get into this kid's head somehow, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's, I that's, know, that's maybe. actually, I think you're right. I think, I think he is, even if he doesn't realize it, he's 
constantly trying to draw Chrissy in closer to him, even at this point. Mm-hmm. And so just the, uh, you know, reiteration of we're blood, you know, like that, that sort of draws him in, I think. Um, and it, it also may, it also makes sense. Cause like Pauly is away of prison. Uh, like Sill's been acting all fucking weird <laughs> lately. Right. Um, and, you yeah, know, and Bobby hasn't climbed the ranks yet enough to be that close. And, and, um, and obviously he's, not married to uh, Janice yet. So right. it makes sense that this is like, unfortunately for him and I've, and obviously Ralphie is a fucking psychopath. Right. So <laughs> it makes sense that Chris is really his best option. You know, it's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, that's true. Not, I, I agree not a great that. option, but his best option. Well, that's why they're that pygmy thing. Yes. In Jersey. Yeah. And it's interesting. They started the episode <laughs> with this because really like Chris doesn't have uh, like a storyline this episode. Um, it's really Tony and then like Artie and then, and then AJ. Uh, right. Right. But, but I mm-hmm. guess they just needed to hit like the season arc sort of uh, mm-hmm. shit with Chris. Um, Cause from there we go straight to, we, we find out Carmela visited globe motors for whatever reason. And she finds out that that nice lady who drove her home one day uh, ended up killing herself. And she relays this to Tony, they're laying in bed. Um and she thinks Tony is being like apathetic and non-responsive, but really he's just like so fucking shocked. And we stay Great in his moment. face in that moment. Yeah, Great yeah. Really God, Jimmy Gandolfini nailing it again. Um, Seriously, yeah, I rewatched the episode before to, to get ready for this, and he's so fucking good. He's such a fucking good actor. Like even the the simplest yeah. simplest scenes he he puts into his body and his eyes, and it's just a yeah. Goddamn, what a fucking talent. Nobody else like him. And yep. so. So then he's got to do some investigating, right? And he and he heads to Globe Motors, <clears throat> where he starts like giving the third degree to Gloria's coworker. Yeah, um, which by the way, Joe, do you recognize him? Because when yeah, I would yeah. audition for stuff in New mm. York, when I still was in New York from like 2006 to 2009 ish, I saw that guy at auditions all the fucking time. <laughs> what and you were you were going out for the same roles as that guy? <laughs> Not for the same no, parts. Oh no, no. He'd be, Come he'd be on. In the room. I, I, I was in the prime of my life. <laughs> I would on. see I know I would see Agent Harris at auditions in New York. Oh well that's like, yeah. He oh, would damn. just be auditioning for like a different commercial at the same like he place did, I was auditioning for a He did a lot of commercials back then. Gotcha. Yeah, but uh but yeah, that um, that guy I would I would see that guy all the time. Oh man. Yeah, I don't know. Uh probably, but I don't know. Like really a little rec- like rec- kept like a little hat it. like a little hat on. But he's like impossible to miss because he looks like a little maybe, weird weasel guy. Maybe <laughs> now that you say the hat, maybe like maybe now I'm like starting to remember. Yeah, like like a grand like a grandpa like driving hat. But you're right. Yeah. yeah <laughs> anyway, maybe. Anyway. anyway, I'm sure our listeners are turning up the volume at this point. Really? Um, he wore a yeah. hat to the audition? Yeah, look- Guys, I mean, you want to hear, like, have a window into the commercial audition community of 2006 <laughs> in New York. This is the Come podcast on. for you. Okay. So anyway, so this guy is also, by the way, very liberal with this private info that he sort of volunteers to Tony here. Yes, but he was, but he was clearly liberal with it to Carm too. Yeah, he no, was exactly. he's the same guy. So he's just like. He's just like a fucking chatty Cathy. Yeah, he seems like he's well, just bored enough in to... life to like, he's eager to tell anyone that his coworker killed her, herself, yeah. right? Well, yeah. yeah, she did leave a note, but then the cops found out it was just classified ad for a fox uh, what? stole. What wolf fox? stole. Sorry, yeah. I, I, wrote, I wrote this down because I wanted to ask about it. What yeah. is the point of that? The wolf stole. What is that? 
I mean, I guess like clothing or something, but like, what's the point of the detail? I know the Sopranos is full of useless details um, that go nowhere. I know that's the point, but yeah, like, right, what the fuck? Right, I mean, why? Right. Why even say it? It's just, I don't know. She, Honestly, yeah. did, did she get, did she receive, uh, did she receive that gift from Tony? I don't from remember. I don't, why would that she sell been, it? Like, to, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't I remember guess it just, get the point. It, it seems to me that, that it wasn't, you know, there wasn't any, she didn't leave a note. But she was trying to sell something. I don't know that 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 makes it even sadder to me. I guess. Yeah, I, I think yeah. that yeah yeah it, it makes it a tinge sadder. But but also I think you answered your own question, man. It's like yes, they throw in these details, almost as like uh, just like to distract because life is full of meaningless details, right? So like yep. that's yep. that's just I think that's just the style. Speaking of, the show. of so this is two thousand eight, and I was at an audition. Um, <laughs> Just oh, wearing a hat or no? <laughs> cool. can, um, can I? Are, are we still talking about? Can I ask something about the Gloria thing? Please. Yeah, you're you're one Where's, of the hosts of the podcast. podcast. Did you yeah. still want to keep talking about it? About what have more to say? But anyway, um, how do you hang yourself from a chandelier? <laughs> I'm sorry to be a little insensitive. I'm not trying to make light of uh, suicide at all. No, but we're not. It's just it's just uh, I don't know that. How do you hang yourself? That seems like kind of hard. Sturdy enough? I would think you. It would just fall. <laughs> I guess she's pretty. She's pretty not, tiny. Like a, she's a pretty light, yeah. big person. Yeah. And I'm sure it's possible, but uh, that just that detail kind of made me like think. Yeah. Oh, that's way, that seems yeah. difficult. Way, way to go, Imperioli. What a fuck up <laughs> that it was. Yeah. Right. Suicide's better, Imperioli. Come on. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's definitely interesting. It's definitely different. Uh, you know like to do that um and maybe maybe there's a significance to that i think it's um, just but... imagery i think it's uh sure, especially yeah, with yeah. with the dream sequence that comes into play later when tony's dreaming about her and like you know one of the most like... beautiful sequences in the whole series i think actually it really i agree with you yeah. yeah i love yeah. i love uh, and... yeah yeah because you know? as we know they can go on and on with with dream sequences you know i which is not a problem for me like i i have yeah, a dream yeah. sequence yeah, pro- for an entire season. I don't care, but like we're we're uh, pro we're pro we're pro dreams. We're pro dreams on this on this pod. Um, but yes, this is like it. It's straight to the point. Design is incredible in that. You know? Right. Yeah. It's just yeah. eerie enough. It's just and then there's like flakes of like the ceiling falling mm-hmm. down into his wine, and but they never show the chandelier. Like it's, it's yep yep. It's just, if you look closely, it's just it's still, but the, you you hear it. You know, yep. it's a uh, but yep. they they suggest. The noises by uh, with the, uh, the 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 meat in the oven, you know that, yep. s- that sloppy wet sound, disgusting oh, sound, and then yeah. the uh, the oven timer dinging, which they connect later on. It's yes, a, just a, a, I'm pretty. It's like a minute and a half sequence. It's pretty short, I think, but it's it's maybe less beautiful. than that. Yeah, and yeah. and I gotta say, like for the dream sequences, sometimes the audio is the MVP of those dream sequences. There's such weird shit going on, and and just like just there, uh, just to like below the surface that registers with you to make you like feel uncomfortable like david chase really really nails those dream sequences yeah we 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 always we always shout out you know the art department shout out to the foley artists bro zansky Zansky. yeah you're the real mvp foley artists (laughs) i just for anybody listening who uh, has never watched the sopranos with headphones before i highly recommend it i mean any tv show or movie you like in general you should do that with i think you're just exposed to details in the background that you're not uh, usually used to looking for and especially if you combine that with subtitles there's like stuff in the background that is being said that you didn't really know but this works really mm-hmm. well with the wire 
The Wire in particular oh, is really good with, the, with sure. this combination of things, with the headphones and the subtitles. But The Sopranos, yeah. too. It's uh, it's just, yeah, but hearing the, just the sound design is just magnificent. It's a different yeah. experience, for yeah. sure. So Tony learns about Gloria's suicide, and he is furious with Melfi that she didn't tell him. And we get a, we get a great scene in Melfi's office here. Uh, he gets in her face. Uh, he's mad that Melfi didn't help her. He's mad that he wasn't able to help her. Um, you know, ultimately he wants to know why she did it. Uh, and, and, you know, Melfi can't really answer that for him, not out of a, out of a privacy concern, but just, you know, she said she slipped through the cracks. Um, what percent do you guys think Tony was culpable here? (laughs) If you had to put a percentage, like, what do you think are the odds like that? He was like the, the lion's share of the percentage that she killed herself. I mean, she she, she complained in the past about other guys that well she she had a previous suicide attempt yeah right 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 which Um, we learned in season three so so that gives us some doubt you know so i guess it's not 100 percent tony yeah yeah, zero percent so yeah that's a good question i really don't know (laughs) i don't know is he the straw that broke the camel's back like that's like like we don't don't know what she did like you know romantically after they Mm -hmm. broke up Mm -hmm. he seems to think that he is so it's but Tony, like, but Tony he, would, of course, he would assume that, yeah, right, <laughs> because right. Tony well, thinks he's because, the center of everything. Well, true, but right. is that because like the timeline? Like, I'm not, I don't know what the timeline is. Like, I, you know, how yeah. soon after is this? Um, I think it's it's know, like a year and a half later, something uh, like a that. year and a half, yeah. Oh, you're oh, well, then okay, then I don't, then then it might not be him, <laughs> maybe not quite yeah. a year and a half, maybe but not. yeah, so so it she could have been with somebody else, we don't know. Right. Um, but, but Tony obviously thinks of him himself as, you know, the last lover she had, uh, and, and is quick to sort of like take on the culpability because, I mean, I guess in a way that's what depression is, right? Like you're just, you're thinking you're sort of the center of so much pain in the world. Right. <laughs> and, and I mean, fairly Tony is. <laughs> do we get, do we get yeah. any clues from Melfi that like, um, she, you know, she might blame him in a way. Probably not. No, she plays it. She, her yeah. poker face is pretty good. In this She's a scene. pro. She's a pro. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. But, you know, she would, she, it would be quite unlike her to be like, yeah, you know, like you were the last one she dated. So <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great. That'd be great therapist. Well, you know, I know she didn't really date anybody for the last year and a half. Well, it's funny because um, like well, he <laughs> Go ahead. She Stel. is very she is very like, you know, in that last scene between them, like, you know, she is very like quick to say like usury is your MO is in right. your yeah. profession. Mm-hmm. That's um, true. which I thought was very uh, unprofessional. <laughs> but at this Maybe. point, four no, I years mean, into I mean, four plus years into their quick. relationship, like they have that sort of rapport where where she can yeah. she can call him, you know, she can't go yeah. all the way. Uh, yeah. She never comes out and says it, but like she she can call him on some shit. But yeah, yeah, I mean, out it's funny because out of all the deaths that Tony is clearly responsible for, like this is the one that trips him up, and this is the one that that. You know, Melfi 
ends up being like threatened. I mean, he gets in her face and other points of the series, but like, you know, he really fucking like comes at her. Like, why didn't you help her? You know? And, uh, you know, it's just a great moment between Melfi and Tony. Also, he's and like, how does Tony, how does Tony, uh, you know, make up for it or whatever? He just donates some money to a suicide hotline. No, oh, that's his, yeah. that's his, just, it's always with Tony. Yeah. He just washes his hands of it, gives somebody a few thousand dollars or whatever. And then he, he has his, his cleansed conscience and he moves on, you know, hundred yeah. percent. And that so fits with the season because at the top of the season, I told you guys, the season's all about fucking money. It's all about the bottom line. And that's in every storyline in this episode with, you know, wealth and discrepancies in wealth and, uh, you know, we'll get there, but, but so, yeah, we talked about the dream sequence, that dream sequence, you know, uh, Tony wakes up and cousin Brian's there with insurance papers to sign. Last we heard, Tony wasn't going to sign the life insurance papers. And even Carm seems surprised that, that he's there to like take care of this. So do you guys think that Gloria's death, like it's, it's one-on-one, like draw a straight line. Like this is yeah, cause why he, cause Tony was, decided to do this for Carm. Yeah. Cause he, cause he was wasted the night before and that's when he called Brian. So <laughs> that's what, that's so what they, right, that's what she, yeah. yeah so I think, you know, he was like, he's like on his like uh redemption tour, you know? Yeah. He's like mm-hmm. trying to help all these people yeah. in his life financially mm-hmm. so that they tell, you know, it's a little, like, especially Brian, when he's like, oh, you're a really great guy. It's a little over the top. Typically. That's, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. that's, see, that's uh, all, that's very on the nose. But that's exactly what Tony's looking nose. for. But that's what he wants. That's what he craves. Like, he wants people to be like, you're the best. And, and, like that's exactly what he does. He's he's doing like the the tour, trying to get people to tell him what a great guy he is because it's very right. important in Tony's mind. Like he knows all the terrible shit he does, but he thinks uh, he tricks himself get, into thinking that, get, that he's a good and guy. Gets, <laughs> and it gets called out by Melfi in this episode, yes. and then eventually gets called out by Artie. Right. Um, right. I also love like the the uh, the oven timer ding from his dream. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's yeah. no other show where like just these simple sort of audio or visual cues can put you right in the head of a character. Mm-hmm. Um, and you hear that ding that he just heard in his dream with, uh, with Gloria making whatever in the oven for him. And then that yeah, connects, look on his, in his face, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 And, and, and that connects like Gloria to Carmela. Carmela is cooking something. You, know, and then you hear yeah. that ding. And then that's why he did. He made like the, he signed the papers. Right. Uh, so then, yeah, you're right. He goes on this tour trying to get people to tell him what a great guy is. He takes Janice to dinner, buys her the expensive wine she wants. The Billy Joel concert. Oh, Billy Joel. Oh, baby. James, um, how do you feel about Billy Joel? You, you a fan of Billy? Although uh, that's a good song. I like that song. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, right. I'm, not a, I'm, not, I'm not a Billy Joel. Not a big Billy guy? Get the fuck I don't off. dislike him. I'm get just off. not pro. I'm not pro Billy. I'm, I'm neutral on Billy. Okay. That's fair. fair. But that's, that's a good song. You admitted it. Right. You admit. Yeah. Well, you admit that's most a masterpiece. Songs, yeah, I mean, any song used in The Sopranos is pretty much a masterpiece, I would say. In, yeah. In the, there's a couple of exceptions, but the, mm-hmm. for the most part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, then, and then one of the things he does to try to convince himself that he's a good guy is he ultimately provides the startup money that Artie needs for his Armagnac. So let's let's yeah. get into that sort of storyline. Uh-huh. Charmaine, yeah. is she French? <laughs> Not remotely. 
<laughs> great delivery. Great delivery. Mm-hmm. So Dude, Vince Amelia kills it oh. here. And I, I got to think that like Imperioli was like, I just want to write a great Johnny V episode. Uh, and he did. Um, oh, yeah. Artie has a new hostess, LOD. Uh, first of all, does he fall in love with every goddamn waitress that or hostess that he has in the restaurant? Because yes. first it's Aid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then right. it's LOD. And then ultimately it's Martina. Yep. Right, who he gets in the beef with Benny about in season six. Yep. yep. Artie, yeah. come on, man. Be uh, uh, too, the way he touches LOD's ear and <laughs> when he grabs Adriana's hand. Like he's just, he's just I just cringe. I want to leap out of my skin when I watch Artie oh. scenes with, with women, you know. Oh, Which is man. a testament yeah, to Johnny V as a, as an actor, because he yeah. fucking <laughs> true. He leans into it big time and he fucking nails it. He's just yeah. like a walking midlife crisis mascot. <laughs> the earring. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the yeah. earring. <laughs> um so Elodie's brother needs some startup cash for this this Armagnac, which is the new vodka. Uh I don't know if you guys heard, but very hot. Um, <laughs> yeah. it's a very hot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really caught on. Really There's caught this on. kind of interesting scene with uh with Artie and Ralphie. Because and it's interesting because Artie first of all, I we don't know if Ralphie is the only one, is the first and, and only one he had gone to at that point. Uh, I have to think like he may have gone to some of the, the like guys who have been around Jersey for longer than Ralphie, you know, cause Ralphie had been in Florida, I guess, for the previous part of the series before season three, when he came in, but like, you know, Ralphie has this sort of rare moment of benevolence where he's like, you know what? I can't do it <laughs> where he's not like, where he's not like Tony, right? He's he's actually yeah. in stark contrast to Tony, where he's where he's like, I can't lend you the money because I'm not going to be able to collect if if you don't make the payment. I can't I can't hurt you if you don't make the payments to me. Is that is that benevolence though? It almost seems like inverted malevolence. It seems almost like he wants to do bad things, right? Oh, well, but he's prevented. So you know, it's like it's so weird. It's a weird. Yeah, this won't be. For him, but this won't be fun enough. Yeah, this won't be fun <laughs> enough for me. I think he also like just knows like this does, this doesn't smell right. Like he yes. thinks he can tell. I think he can tell that he's lying. That Artie's lying. Yeah. It's, it's it shows because he says it's. Yeah. What does he say it's for? He says it's for what? The restaurant, for, like the the, restaurant. Uh, the kitchen. The kitchen. He's like like doing like restoration to the kitchen or something. I mean, it sh- it kind of shows the like the juxtaposition between um, how much smarter actually Ralphie is with all his flaws and how fucking. Oh cool yeah. He's led by his wallet and like Tony obviously is to some extent, but Tony is so blinded by wanting people to think he's a great guy, which Ralphie doesn't give a fuck about. (laughs) (laughs) True. Yeah. That's not the motivation for him telling uh, Artie no here. He doesn't want to like, there's no way, there's no way in hell that Ralphie has a friend from childhood, like Artie, you know, like he just Mm -hmm. doesn't have anyone close enough to him to ever even feel, you know, what Tony feels when he agrees to give him the loan. So, mm-hmm. so uh, when he says, I'm not going to be able to hurt you, you guys, in your guys' mind, it's clear that it's because Artie is Tony's oldest friend, not because Ralphie himself has any affinity for Artie, right? Like he's, no. oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Cross my mind. laughs> no, no. That would even be a, be a reason, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so ultimately, Tony offers uh, Artie the 50K at, at 1.5 points a week, which is uh, what a guy. What a guy. Yeah. What a guy. Um, <laughs> Which is less than than uh, Ralphie probably would have offered him, but uh, do you think when in that moment, 
is Tony really trying to be a good guy when he ultimately like gives Artie the 50 K or, or does he, as Artie surmises towards the end of the episode, uh, seeing down the line and seeing like, Hey, worst case scenario, I eat for free. What do you, in that moment, what do you think he's thinking? Look at the tab he has run up with Artie. Like mm. he absolutely uses Artie. So even well, yeah. though they are close and even though like I, I generally do think that Tony cares about Artie, I do think that in his mind, like he has mafia brain, like, and mm. I'm sure like it, it's, it crosses his mind. I mean, they say it like whether it was subconscious or not, you know, he, well, he saw an opportunity. Point, you know, uh, when he's talking with Melfi, he's, he mentions how she, uh, he's like, uh, He's talking, he's recounting his conversation with Artie, how he right. called him an animal or a hawk, you know? And he's mm. like, is that what I am, some kind of animal? But Tony himself referred to himself as that in the, the, the Frog and the Scorpion reference in yep. the bus step. Yep. He was talking yep. to Scatino. And he, yeah. like, he, he's okay with that. Like, again, right. Tony he knows fucking surprise. But, but he, he is an animal, like, completely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I agree. And I, and I think, like, the, there's such, there's not a lot of difference, really, between... Scatino and Artie. I mean, obviously Tony and Artie are mm. closer, but they they introed that storyline with David Scatino. I think for a reason. Like they knew that things were going to go south with Scatino, and they didn't want to write Johnny V off the show, so they didn't give him that storyline. But like, <laughs> this is this is sort of as close as it comes, where he's like borrowing money from Tony, and Tony is just natural. His brain just works that way, and and Artie knows that but he still cannot like stop himself from going forward with it because when Jean-Philippe ultimately can't fucking pay him the money, Artie's shit out of luck and he tries to fucking Gets commit to say, suicide. Instant machine broke it. Right. Uh, I mean, it's hard to watch Jean-Philippe like hand like Artie his handle. Ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really hard. Totally just dispose of him. And, I mean, classic... Uh, the, like one of the most beloved like fan favorite moments for Artie is is him in front of the mirror like you froggy oh, facha de gats you know yeah oh yeah <clears throat> but I'll also point out I like love how they uh how really highlighted the earring like all <laughs> yeah that that earring was popping and then oh lit, see yeah <laughs> hey a little, he, a little foreshadowing didn't, didn't he get it when he was trying to court aid like yeah, yeah. so yeah. it it's it's a great symbol of his fucking, you know, his his bullshit when yeah. he should just be happily married with a good woman. Like, I mean, right, right. right. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a few weeks away from an earring, so. Um. <laughs> well, are they are they separated? Yeah, like, yes. yeah. Artie and, yeah, and uh, Charmaine are yes. separated at this point. Yeah, or even divorced, but they run the restaurant together. Oh no, they're not divorced because they get back together, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, just yeah. There, there was a point where Charmaine hires like, like a divorce lawyer to go through right. with it, but I guess ultimately it right. doesn't happen. But uh, right. yeah, nobody yeah. gets divorced in the show. Come on. So <laughs> of course. Yeah. So so Tony's out with uh, some broad uh, when when he gets the call from Artie. Oh, it's the Icelandic air girl again. That's oh, the Reykjavik. Uh, yeah, all she yeah. does is uh, spout facts about random shit. P's and Q's and Iceland. It's all she's, just a fountain of knowledge. It's all she is. Yeah, <laughs> not one of the more memorable gumas of, of Tony's. But uh, but yeah, so he gets the call. Um, what, do you guys remember watching this episode for the first time? Did, did you think Artie was, this was like the end of Artie here? Yes, I do. Vividly, I actually vividly remember um, 
before that, I thought Artie was going to kill Jean-Philippe. So when it takes that turn where he beats the shit out of him, because I was like, oh, he's going to kill Jean-Philippe and then he's going to have to call Tony and be like, I, I, not only do I not have your money, but I <laughs> fucking killed this guy now. Like, you have to help me. And then it turns and obviously then he gets the shit beat out of him because he's like the, the biggest puss. But uh, it would have yeah, been a great I, like I, running thing if if uh, every like law abi- law abiding <laughs> character uh, who had a relationship with Tony just ultimately like kill like killed somebody and had to have Tony covered up. Uh, Why do all these people keep killing people and I have to clean it up? Um, but but yeah, I I thought it did seem there. headed yeah had it seem headed that direction mm-hmm. for sure yeah yeah. Uh, Tony rushes to the hospital and then we get that great scene with them um, where at first he's very compassionate, right? He's, he's sort of like, you know, affected by Artie's suicide attempt. And then the second Artie calls him out on his behavior, which as you said, James, like Tony has already acknowledged earlier in the series, he's aware of it, uh, but he doesn't like to. That's why he lashes out. Yeah. He lashes out when people tell him who he is. That's oh, he's yeah. like right. kind of like Walter Walter White in that way, you know. Yeah, yeah, yes. very much so. Yes. And it, I mean, unless you know, Mel- Melfi kind of gave it to him a few times, and yeah, he like you know, bitch owned about it, but but you know, he he didn't like take any um, sort of vindictive action and this and this and that. Uh, but you know, I think ultimately he ends up like severing ties with Artie saying like you're a fucking suicide uh you know he makes up some story in like a split second about how what Artie could tell people so that tony soprano is not connected to his suicide attempt right like that's very important to him right um uh yeah and and i guess it works because it never comes up again but uh but yeah i mean that's that's basically that so Let's let's talk about AJ. Things are never and things think, things are never the same between the two of them after this. Yeah, you right. Know. Um, I I mean they they sort of resume sort of some sort of normalcy. I think he he ends up. Um, oh, I guess yeah, that's true. That's true. Inviting owners and pizza. It's, I guess it's it's yeah yeah it's the it's the another super <laughs> nacho. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess they, they hang out again when when Tony's like Tony and Karma are separated. They're they're close again. Yeah, he, but uh, he but I guess it's the Benny way. thing that then like becomes yeah, right. a thing. So let's. Uh, by the way, before before we before we move on to the ne- the next uh, plot line, there's sure. something we we there's a, one of the worst continuity uh, uh, parts in the entire series is in oh, this fuck. episode when uh, Artie and Charmaine are in the kitchen. I think it's after the first scene. Uh, where we see them and uh, you know there are you are Charmaine's doing her Charmaine thing there's a huge sign in the back I don't know if you guys remember these these old choking victim signs from oh, uh, yes New York yeah. It's yeah. every every restaurant in New York had these in the late 90s early 2000s I have one here for my pizza shit it's just a joke but James anyway, is holding I love that I love James it. is holding yeah. it up right now yeah 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 I'm sorry this is terrible pot I know no this it's is a, great it's a choking victim <laughs> It's a, it has a big fish, an outline of a fish on it. So if you go back and watch this scene, 
you'll see this big like 20 by 30 poster in the background, colorful. It's the only thing with color in the entire shot. And then midway through the scene, disappears, just vanishes off the wall. And clearly, like, they, they start, they filmed one or two takes, realized, holy shit, that sign is really, really distracting. Let's get it right, out of there. Right. But then they had to use one of their <laughs> takes. Because uh, then later, when Artie gives the money to Jean-Philippe, the sign, there's a nice close-up of that wall. You don't see it at all. So oh if you want to look God. for some egregious continuity errors, check out that scene. Yeah. Never Art department, it. you're, yo. You're on notice, motherfucker. Yo, that was Zansky. Shit, that was, uh, that was, uh, no, well, that wasn't Zansky. That was Zansky, man. Um, yeah, no. Great call. <laughs> that ain't, no, that ain't Zansky. Um, but so, okay. So, uh, moving on to AJ's storyline, what'd you guys think of this, like, little C storyline? Cause so many fucking people hate it. It's one of my least favorite storylines about, story about yeah, AJ's storylines. Yeah. <laughs> Like AJ is at his best when he's funny. Like, mm. I don't care. I don't give a shit about like giving him like short of like er- earlier on the series where they're like doing the whole like military Academy thing. Like mm. I-, I love that shit, but for the most part, like I- he's just funny. Like I want like funny shit with him. Yeah. And this, this, this whole storyline, like also he, so he's less rich than fucking Devin. Like, I don't give a shit. Like I really don't. Yeah. I really yeah. don't. Yeah. And like, the teenage dialogue we don't have to go into like is oh, <laughs> fucking bad. Like, Masterfully actual- delivered by Paul Dano, though. <laughs> Yo, hey, shout out Paul <laughs> Dano. The like, what a fantastic actor he turned into. Yeah. But like, uh, the things that they do that the teenagers do in this episode are very authentic. Like the driving yes. to like, uh, like get hopping in like the car together and like going to Cetrials and like trying to like, to, like trying to find like, the strip like, club the and end up at the yeah, pork yeah. store. And then him like out of it. (laughs) Yeah, there's no idea where that works or anything. Right. And then like hit, and then him going into the city to like try to get laid, like at like at Meadows' apartment, like like that, like like that seems that seems kind of weird. Go to your sister. Yeah, I think that seemed weird to to me. Ask if you can fuck in her dorm. I don't think you remember how important that was back then yeah but sure, i would have tried to like too nice to him it. she was like are you fucking kidding like you know i would have been like are you fucking kidding i mean me? they're they're also rich Disgusting. so like yeah why why wouldn't they just get a hotel room <laughs> yeah i, I right, think yeah, i think yeah. what they were trying to do with this storyline i mean obviously like discrepancies in wealth is is a theme in this season um sure tony soprano is looked at as this like glamorized sort of like he's living life but ultimately he's he's making fucking nothing compared to some of these uh fucking you know legacy uh, like american industries i i don't know if devin pillsbury is an heir to the pillsbury baking company or whatever the fuck i think I mean, they, they might chose have... that last name for a reason if you right. like you know she but she's got like the compound her family's got like the guards at the gate which everybody thought tony or uh, aj would have had at his house because of Godfather two, where the scene where the house gets shot up, like she's got all that. And I think they do it a little bit more effectively in season six's uh, luxury lounge where uh, Chris and, and little Carmine go out to California and Chris sort of gets the sense that, Oh fuck. Ben Kingsley is getting all the shit for free. All the fanciest stuff for the people that least need it. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. And they're sort of illustrating that same point that they do in this episode to better effect, I think later on, but, but yeah, I mean, like when AJ is embarrassed about uh, the Yadro statue that, that Carmela brags about, 
being $3,000. Meanwhile, Devin Pillsbury's dad collects original Picassos. <laughs> like right. that's, I, I think they're illustrating. And then the fi- actually the final scene of the episode is, is, is uh, Paul Dano saying to AJ, you know, why doesn't your dad have that Don Corleone money? And AJ's just yeah. like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I've been to that, um, the, the place where, where Devin lives. I've been there at, at a wedding. My, my cousin. Have you really? My, yeah, my, my cousin is stupid, stupid rich. Like, <laughs> bit, like fucking annoyingly rich. Like hundreds of millions. And it's, it's very frustrating. So anyway, so 10 years ago, <laughs> they had to have the big mansion wedding. And uh, sure enough, that little Bo Peep house is the gate out front. And then mm. when you drive in, there's this huge lake. Well, huge, medium-sized lake that you kind of drive around. They didn't show that in the show. Mm. Um, and then you pull up and that's, yeah, they have the entrance there and everything. And that's the, the living room where they're sitting is was where like all the hors d'oeuvres were and stuff. It's a, it's a crazy house, but then it's just like, what the fuck? Like how much money do people really need? Like, it's like, it's exactly. sick. It really, it's so like, it's like, so it's not a functional house. It's just used for events and shoots and things yeah, like that. Well, uh, I learned that Pleasant Dale Chateau. It's in West Orange. And uh, that's, uh, yeah, they, they, it's in law and order. It's in a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I had, I went there before I ever watched the Sopranos. I never watched the Sopranos when I was on mm-hmm. live. I didn't get into it until about seven or eight years ago. But when I was watching th- this episode and all of a sudden I saw, the Bo Peep house. I was like, that house looks really familiar. And then boom, they, they cut to the, the wide shot of the front. And I was like, oh shit, I've been there. That's, that's cool. fucking great. Oh my God, that's, that's funny. funny. Uh, how funny. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, end of the episode, AJ says, I don't know what, why he his dad doesn't have that that money. And that's that's sort of that. Like, it doesn't pay to be, it doesn't pay like it used to, to be in the mob, I guess. That's the point. I don't know, but- yeah, the Wall Street money is just—it's so grand uh, compared. Like three thousand dollars for is nothing. That's 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 yeah. a that's a light dinner, you know. Mean, uh, for, meanwhile, for his, with that his kind of father's money. fucking murdering people and like ruining right. families and lives <laughs> to get less money than whatever the fuck Devin Pillsbury's dad does. So, right. Uh, so yeah, and that's uh, that's that's the app. Any other uh, any other thoughts, comments about the app before we get into fucking internet? Unimportant. But whose basement are they in in the beginning and the end? Is that that's not, that's not the Sopranos I guess basement, I, right? It was like Paul Dano or Matt, like or like Matt Testa, other friend. Or whatever. Yeah, Matt. Yeah. I, I assume it was like one of those guys, like his dude friends. Yeah. Sopranos basement from certain angles. You know, when they walk down, Tony does his meetings. So I don't know if there was like another part of it where there's like where it's furnished or something. I don't know. I mean, especially not this important. season, I started to notice where they recycled sets. I mean, Furio's little house in Nutley being oh, yeah. being the most where it's like clearly part of like Melfi's waiting room is his house like i think they just reuse uh standing yeah, it, oh, really? it's Devin, watch that. It, it definitely is a set wherever yeah, this basement it's, it's is de- yeah it's definitely at, <laughs> it's uh, definitely culver uh, i yeah, mean yeah. not culver what i said culver culver's yeah. uh, you lived in la for too long <laughs> dude what the fuck? yeah um all right well good app i guess i i I guess the one thing we didn't touch on was like the Furio Carm Carm stuff, but eh, we don't. They, I guess they it, just touch on it. It gets it gets more heated uh, later on, so we, we don't have to get. To I it, mean, but, uh, you could you could building. talk about this it's entire building. season without really talking about the storyline because it's a storyline where the point is nothing happens, right? It's a right. it's like the cold the cold affair, like <laughs> like yeah. But yeah. but yeah, there's there's moments with with Carm and, and Furio in this episode. Um, by by the way, I I did I remember now the scene where they're out at dinner at like after the Billy concert. So Brian's wearing his like you know new like beautiful suit he got from Patsy. Mm-hmm. Tony has a nice suit on. 
what the fuck? Fury is wearing like a velour fucking. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fuck? Like, what the what? Come on, come on. Like, I like I, I know you don't have as much money as these other two, but like I, don't like wear a tie or something. Like, what the fuck? Like I guess well, because Tony's not <laughs> looks wearing like he's tie. like going he looks like he's going to the fucking bakery. Like he looks like <laughs> he's mean, running if errands. If you're gonna go to a concert, I would not wear a fucking suit, I'll tell you that. I <laughs> guess <laughs> yeah, but, but I they're guess probably like just, in the suite or something, like yeah, but I guess it's just to show that like Brian like fucking had to wear it you know like he that's felt true had to fucking mm-hmm. put it on in front of and tony's him. older so like he you know he that's how he dresses right. to go to a concert sure yeah <laughs> fair, fair 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 enough fair enough for billy joel concert um all right well then let's uh we get to move on to fucking internet let's do a fucking let's internet. Do it. fucking internet we putting the sound bite in yeah, I have to now. Yeah, we're requested, so I have to every week now. <laughs> Fucking internet. All right, so this is the segment where we source questions, comments from the internet. Uh, this one from Reddit user Broner one two three says mm. question about season four episode six. Everybody hurts. I'm watching The Sopranos for the first time and was wondering oh, when Artie fun. loans the fifty k to Jean Philippe. Was Jean's Armagnac deal a scam or was it a legitimate business deal that didn't work? I out? thought the same thing. I, yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they would be so stupid as to pull a scam on the mob. That's, that's, it just seems so irresponsible that I can't imagine a person would do that. But people have made stupid decisions. But the, yeah, I, I, that thought has crossed my mind too. Right. I, I think it's somewhere in between. Jean Philippe knew it wasn't such a sure thing, like he made it out to Artie. And his sister also knew that, and that's why she was being so flirty with him. You know, they they wanted to like grease him, so they made sure that he definitely gave them the money. Right. But I do think the money was spent. <laughs> you know, I don't think John Philippe just pocketed fifty k and was like, "Well, sorry, spends on what is the question?" Sorry, I have to I have to buy um you know my French things. <laughs> sorry, buddy. French things. Yeah. yeah. Although it's it is like he like. The, the w- there was an understanding that he was going to pay it back, right? Yeah, yes. like no, but there's then, no contract. They were supposed to make like, it. So you go. Yeah. No, but then like he was like, well, and then he made it out to seem like, no, it's an investment, and you just lost your money. Um, right. That seems a little stupid, though, <laughs> on his part. Like how you're, how are you not gonna, you know, like someone's gonna get come back and be pissed, you right. know, no well, matter so, who they are. The question is, I, I, I guess, how much do LOD and Jean Philippe know that Marty ha- uh, Marty Artie has ties to the mob, right? Because he's not in the he mob. He mentions he, it. He mentions it. He, he mentions it a little bit to Jean Philippe. You know these people yeah. that I know, right? Yeah. Right. What does he say? He says something. So so that. LOD no, probably no, said like, my boss Artie knows guys who fucking have money to burn, and and they're they're probably outside the legal sector <laughs> and so they they yeah. get us they get it they have a sense that it's like mob connected right uh so yes. i guess i mean maybe yeah you're right james i think they probably wouldn't just the two if it's the two of them brother sister sort of like this with this like grift sort of thing they probably wouldn't go against the mob if they realized that already had mob ties but then the tone is so weird when 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 John Philippe comes to pick up the money. It's that super super dramatic shot, you know, where they they rack focus between Artie and mm-hmm. her in the background. She's all she's like taking clothes pins off, like 
she's frozen in place. And they rack focus and the camera spins around. They show Charmaine. She yells at something about, yeah. but like, it's, it's so melodramatic. Yeah. It, it's like, it yeah. seems it's cool. Though. It's cool. nefarious going on. Right. It is. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like you, they, they want you to be like, Oh, okay. Artie. All right. Like, <laughs> like, oh, shit. look at this playboy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they. I think they they did that with uh, a lot of intentionality in that scene, but like you know, ultimately Artie's a fucking nobody, which makes it like that much more. I remember watching um this the episode where uh, where Artie gets in the beef with Benny Fazio, and you're like, this is just gonna be a fucking repeat of Artie getting his ass beat, um, getting his hand put in the fucking. Mariner. <laughs> right, but then he ends up beating the shit out of Benny Fazio, which was like the yeah. oh shit moment in that episode. Right. Uh, but anyway, um uh this one from user Champagne Parse 25. Uh on a rewatch of Everybody Hurts, I was thinking about how easily Tony resolved Artie's debt problem in this episode. It got me thinking, what if Artie had been more of a douche? Uh, maybe in this scenario, there's no Jean-Philippe and rather Artie asks Tony for a loan and decides not to pay it back or drags his feet on paying him back. Realistically, what could Tony do? Um, in the actual episode, he makes it a point to hide his involvement in Artie's dilemma. He wouldn't clip Artie, even roughing him up would point back to, to Tony. And let's say he wasn't doing it to be a scumbag and he legitimately couldn't pay him back. I feel like the same would still apply. Uh so I guess the question is, what would Tony do if Artie just refused to pay to pay Tony back? At that point, like, could he lean on the friendship and and just be like, "Hey, wipe my tab," or or would he would it be more of a Davy Scatino type scenario? What do you guys think? Would would he ultimately do what he did to Sc- no. Davy Scatino to Artie? No. No. no, no, no. You don't think so? Not closer, clear. No. They're they're closer, but they're also money's money. Fifty k. Maybe, 50K. Would, maybe he, he would, would take. He would run Vesuvio into the ground, like what he did to the sporting goods store. I don't think so. I mean, look when they're doing the uh, the the meeting with uh, Chris, or when they're making him as a made guy. Hmm. You know, Tony says like this comes before your kids, comes before your wife, comes before everything. So why wouldn't it come before your childhood best friend too? It's just it's just it's business. You know? That's a solid good point. point. That's a good point. Uh, I would yeah. think he would probably just be like, I'm going to like take uh, take um, all the money from party, you know, your restaurant, like, right. you know, like uh, every day, like a part, a part amount and just, you know, yeah. until you there, there would probably be some like workarounds. That. I mean, there's there's a million different yeah. scams. Tony tries to get already involved in with the restaurant, whether right. it's like with the sauce yeah, and like the all sauce that sauce yeah. and like, hey, you, you have some like chef chef's whites you need washed every week i could have my cousin at the laundromat Vesuvio, <laughs> you know, you know, could have Vito people suck out right. the stains, <laughs> suck out yeah, the stains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that we, we skipped over that part also the, those true. are two of my favorite lines back to back when ralphie says that so he says the yeah. is medium rare medium well that joke top yeah. notch joke great oh, yeah. chef joke and then boom immediately pivoting to making fun of Vito with the uh <laughs> sucking out the stains that's just, it's just boom boom one two i love that i love yes. gives him the little yeah, <laughs> under his chin. Yeah. Yeah, he hits his chin. oh my god <laughs> little uh yeah very let's, nice let's move three, on to three stooges action uh this one from a uh friend of the pod noah o uh he writes Shouts in hey noah. fellas um Comment with a question. One of my favorite moments in the entire series is when Furio goes to collect from Jean-Philippe for stiffing Artie. 
Watching him stand at the door with no expression is amazing. Not exactly sure what happens to Mr. Almanac, but this is something I'd rather know and would have liked to see play out, more so than even what happens with the Russian. Maybe it's how much I despise the froggy and Fachadagats. Maybe I like the damage that Furio can inflict. Am I going too far with that? Is it wrong to want to see this play out, especially more than wa- uh, watching the Russian angle play out? It's not wrong. It's it's very frustrating to not see. And, and, and again, going back to what we said earlier, when anything, anytime anything is not resolved, it's a little frustrating, you know. And this is sure. you know, whether you're talking about the grenade, whether you're talking about the Russian, yep. is, you know, who, who slashed glorious tires. I mean, there's a million of these in the show. Right? Right. Too many. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, it's uh, not wrong to think that, like, think that you can't, uh, you know, you want to see it. Yeah. But sure. that, but that's why it's so great. You know, you can. You can hey, make up uh, what happens in your mind, you right. know? That's 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 my thing. So I think this moment is so uh, big for you, uh, Noah O, because, because we don't see it. If we had seen it, yes. it would have ultimately mm. didn't been like, okay, that's great. Yeah, Fur- we've seen Furio yeah. beat fucking the shit out of people yeah. <laughs> many times. Shoot them in the kneecaps and the, right. yeah, and fucking because this is this is left to your imagination you're you're thinking like this is the best scene that we didn't get to see uh also because i fucking hate jean philippe like the way he treated Artie, this and that you want to see him get his ass handed to him uh but it couldn't ever satisfy (laughs) what you have in your own head to what happens to jean philippe because uh, what's the yeah. you know what's the answer to the question like what happens right. next? Oh, we right. we know. So it's like oh, you don't need to share. Yeah, I mean, that that, mon- that the debt is paid. Yeah. <laughs> it's at, somewhere or another. At some point, yeah. The yeah. Debt, I mean, some, did, did, did did Furio kill Jean Philippe? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe we don't know. Uh, I don't. We, we I don't, don't think we he don't ever him, see Elo. But... We don't ever. We don't ever see Lod again. <laughs> we I know that ultimately there's a new hostess in Martina. Um, right, uh, right. That would be a <laughs> yeah. thing with Artie if, uh, like, LLD would be like, "Have you seen my brother? Like, where is my brother? I, like, right? Change uh, the fucking also- napkins, Elodie. <laughs> also, <laughs> did you have a yeah, chance right. to play the CD that I gave you? It's for the PA. Hola. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't think uh, you're wrong for wanting to see that. But I do think sure. if you saw it, it, it wouldn't be as satisfying as what you have in your own head. No, oh. for sure. Um, for sure. Uh, and this last one uh, from user strong hyphen scene eight three five six on Reddit: characters that never met each other, characters that should have shared screen time together but didn't. Just imagine a conversation between Ralphie, Tony B, and Mikey Palmese. Oof, Maron. Do you mm. guys have any characters <laughs> that uh, never never had significant uh, screen time together in the series that you would have liked to have seen? I've got a weird one for you. Uh, yeah? Carmela's mother. She's in a whole bunch of scenes with Tony, and not once, and I've looked, not once do they ever exchange words together. You know, the mother will talk, <laughs> she'll talk about Tony in the same room, and Tony will talk about her. I like, don't. They'll refer to each other and stuff, but there's never not a single time in the entire series where they actually interact with each other, which is really interesting. They'll talk huh. to you. Tony will talk to you. Right. Well, the wife is sitting right there and no, nothing. It's just, it's uh, an oh, interesting wow. uh, detail. That's, a, I, that's you're, really you're, interesting. I never thought about that. It's, it's, a, it's a good writing touch because she 
like, uh, you know, as we find out, she always wanted Carmen to marry somebody else who's not in the yeah, mafia. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's a that's great call. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. it's funny. But you can only imagine that they both hate each other. I mean, I'm yes. sure, like, <laughs> yes, hundred yeah. percent. I'm sure, like, she makes comments that he hates, and he's just like, oh god, this is another mother around. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't want, you know, I don't want to talk. But <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, Tony, like a, uh, Tony's own experience great. with mothers is not great, so he's not eager yeah. to take on another one. This yeah. is true. That's that's interesting. What about yeah. you guys? Uh, I, I, you. You told us this uh, uh, like uh, like twenty minutes ago, and I briefly thought about it. I I, I guess for some reason the two that first came to mind were um, Melfi and Meadow, um, just because yeah. I find them to be um, have very similar relationships with Tony, mm -hmm. and I think like their interaction would be interesting to me. That's sure. interesting. I think you're right. I think I think like Meadow sort of calls Tony on his bullshit when she can right. mm -hmm. um but but she also has tony's best interest in mind like melfi so yeah, yeah that that would have and been she, that would have been and great. they both have and they both have sort of like this like more distinguished thing about them mm -hmm. like they're mm -hmm. both very intelligent and like book smart and even so that came to mind uh, and then to counter that a funny one is uh <laughs> Already, already, and Carmine Lupertazzi. <laughs> Could you just see the two of them like stuffing in funny. their mouths and just like complaining about something? Like, yeah. it's like a little cutaway of the two of them just like bitching and moaning about like paying taxes. Barely communicate. Neither of them can understand the other with mouthfuls of food. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's uh, that would be great. Uh, I would say, uh, hold on. First of all, do you guys realize that Christopher and Junior never interacted? The entire what? series, Christopher and Junior. There's no interaction. Really? Yeah, How's no that interaction. Possible? Are they, you sure they were they were present in like a couple of the same scenes, maybe like two or three at most. You're you're Chris thinking of Tony and Carmela's mom. <laughs> <laughs> I get Carmela's mom, except wow. with Junior. Often. That's crazy. But never but, but that. think That's about bizarre. it. There's there's That's never bizarre. like Christopher's never over Junior's house. Like where would they have interacted? Like they. In the first season yeah. with the calmly trucking storyline and, and Brendan and, and this and that, they, they butt heads like indirectly, but there's never um, a scene between Christopher and, and Junior. That is a funny thing because like, it's, it, it's a similar thing to like James's choice because it's two people that also like really probably don't <laughs> yeah. like each other. Right. You know, like right. like yeah. uh, June calls him like the Multisanti kid and, yeah. like, right. thinks, and mm. th thinks he's like a scumbag. Right. So, oh, that's interesting. Um, huh. there, I would have loved like a like a storyline that forced Junior and Christopher to sort of interact somehow. I don't know what that would have been, but um, but yeah, that that's that never happened. <laughs> I mean, the two of them got like Which is some crazy. of the best lines in the show. So yeah. you could only imagine if they could have. Right. I mean, Paulie and Junior barely barely have any interaction. Um, yeah, so. that's true. Yeah, well, Joe, like you, Junior's stuck in his house for so much of the show. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, I guess that's, that's, that's part of the reason, but. Spells, you wow. got one? Um, no. <laughs> oh, God, I'm just smells. trying, I'm just trying to think of like. Are you looking up the cast list right no, now? <laughs> I'm just like trying to think of the jokiest answer in my head right now. <laughs> I love that. I love that James was just like whip smart with like the, like a really quick, great answer. And like, 
I don't, Golius did not tell him the question before, like he told me. That's true. So, like, that was awesome. Uh, maybe you want to host this podcast. James, me. <laughs> you're our new host, man. Yeah, you're the, <laughs> like, you're the new guy. Yeah, I'm just sitting here going, man, Zelme <laughs> meets. Uh, oh, oh, I have one more while Joe. Yeah, uh, yeah there you go. Considers this. Uh, what about Noah's dad and JD Dolan? <laughs> Because oh, he's supposed to represent Tim Daly. You know, you look exactly out, so. like Tim Daly. You look exactly like my client, Tim Daly. He's <laughs> like, funny. I'm not. Uh, I, yeah, I, I was going to say as a joke one, um, uh, Gino and Vito. <laughs> <laughs> CGI. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Um, but no, the bad but, Libya uh, CGI. Yeah. They're like really bad. Uh, and that's all I got uh, for fucking internet. For good, good. stuff. Cool, Joe, cool, cool. Uh, James, yeah. thank you for coming on. This pizza Michi. Uh, pizza, totally a pleasure. The great Pizza Michi. We, we will absolutely get together in the next uh, few weeks before you uh, you head back to New York. But um, yeah, I'm here for another month. So let's uh, yeah. If you want to do a special night, just the three of you, you come over. We'll do some oh, let's do it. Man. Uh, we will make it happen. Yeah. Uh, special Good. night or, or, or one of your hangs we will absolutely I got my, I got my vaccine uh, yesterday my first uh, dose so uh, I'm, uh, nice you know, I got mine these, last week these two, these two gentlemen are fully vaccinated I'm getting my yeah. first dose tomorrow fingers, fingers crossed so so uh, great great before you leave we should all be fully vaccinated so uh, let's good do it. stuff uh, yeah thank you so much for coming on uh, as always listeners uh, you can uh, send comments concerns things you like things you don't like to uh, <laughs> sopranospod at gmail.com. Uh, give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at osopranospod. Uh, give us a five star review on iTunes, even if you fucking hate our guts, because that shit helps. Uh, yeah, until next week. Oh! Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs>